Hey, everybody. Welcome to Peck Report. We're doing something a little special today. We have in studio with us uh, my very good friend, co-author to uh, co-author of Second Coming of the New Age, Stephen Bancar. Steve, how are you doing? Good. It's good to be here. <laughs> yeah, good to have you back. Uh, it's been a while. It's actually been a couple of years since we've been able to do videos down here yeah. uh, in the, the the studio. It's really just the basement, but uh, we call it the studio. <laughs> so what you been up to? Working on a second book, mm-hmm. uh, producing YouTube content. That kind of stuff, ministry-related <laughs> stuff, projects. We're doing a lot more traveling lately as well. Yeah. Um, but it's really cool because um, when you reached out to me, mm-hmm. you were like, hey, there's a film project we're working on. Would you like to be a part of it? Uh, my initial response, I'm going to say yes to pretty much anything as long, <laughs> as long as I'm confident I can offer value. Yeah. And we initially wanted to talk primarily about a very prevalent occultist. Mm-hmm. And when I came down here, it was a few nights before we started filming, the topic completely switched <laughs> and I be, and then we ended up recording about something that had nothing to do with the original topic, really. Yeah. But it was something that was really close to my heart. It was a very big conspiracy mm-hmm. back in the year 2016. Um, a lot of people were calling it fake news. Mainstream media shut it down. Social media shut it down. Everyone has unanswered questions. And I was tracking it the whole time. And we're, talk, we're talking about Pizzagate. Mm-hmm. And um, this idea that there was an underground hidden sex trafficking ring operating potentially out of Comet Ping Pong in Washington, D.C. And the guy who ran it, his name was James Elephantis, which is actually seems like an anagram for uh, J'aime Elephant, which in French is I love infants, I love Jeez. children. And people were, were pointing out all of these very weird inconsistencies with his story. He said on Fox News, for example, well, there's no basement in Comet Ping Pong. So how can we be operating out of the basement when there is none? When in 2015 with on Metro Weekly, an interview they did with James Elephantis, he said they store tomatoes down in their basement. There was a whole bunch of things that weren't adding up. And nobody was satisfied with the official report, with the official answers that were given. And – Social media speaks for itself when it comes to that. If you go to Fox News, you'll see they had James Elephantis on Fox News mm-hmm. trying to debunk this idea that he was a pedophile and operating a pedophile ring that involved the Podestas. The Podestas have pedophile artwork up in their house, and we can document that from interviews they've done with uh, Washington Life magazine and Washington Post magazine from 2004 and 2015. So Fox News tried to debunk this idea that Comet Ping Pong had any relationship to child sex trafficking. They bring him on. The like-to-dislike ratio on the video, there's literally like 300 people who liked it and like 4,500 who disliked it. Wow. So that's that's coming from a conservative news network. Yeah. Nobody – they're more pro, you know, they're more – they have more of a proclivity mm-hmm. to be sympathetic to conspiracies. Mm-hmm. And even they, even them, the, the, the people who are following Fox News are like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> of course there's something going on here. Yeah. Like open your eyes. And what, what's amazing about that too and just how that whole thing came about. So, so for people who don't know – um, uh, I've mentioned before, but I've been keeping a lot of it like under wraps. So I've just kind of mentioned it here and there, but, uh, I'm involved in a project with, uh, uh, Defender Films. Steve is a part of it. Uh, and that hopefully will be out later this year. If you're a member at Daily Renegade, you know, you have a little bit more of the information about it. I can't, can't really talk about too much of the details of what exactly it is, but as soon as we're ready to release it, it'll be out. Um, but, uh, so those of you who follow Peck Report, you've been you 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 already know something about that, but what was what was amazing about that is is like what you said. It was a total god thing because uh, I, I had originally had this uh, I, idea to to you know fly you out for a really a different set of questions, a different interview than the one that ended up 
taking place. Um, and th- there have been a lot of things with this project that is uh, that have been God related. Like there were a lot of guests that uh, didn't end up working out just because of current um, circumstances with coronavirus. Nobody can travel, uh, and it, it really it really kind of reformed the project. But I, I think that it reformed it in a way that makes uh, a, a lot of sense for what's going on right now. And that that was just one example. What you described that uh, we we started talking more about PizzaGate stuff, which you know most people think is old news. Most people think it's conspiracy. Uh, you know, most people think that you know. Well, th- there was just so much sensationalism with that. I don't even know what to do with it, and it's old news anyway. That was a couple of years ago. You know, we're we're on to the next thing now. But there have been a lot of more recent developments now that researchers such as yourself have had more time to really go through all of the evidence and weed out the sensational stuff, which there is a lot of sensationalism with this thing, unfortunately. Um, but uh, weed out the sensational stuff from the actual truth, like the the, the kernels of truth found right. within within that. So right. what, you, you mentioned it a little bit. What, what were some of the other things that uh, that came up in your research? Yeah, yeah. Like there was – so basically in 2016, I, I put maybe 15, 20 hours, at least 20 hours into researching Pizzagate and I was tracking it and I was following it and I was documenting things. I still have, have screenshots documented from on my old phone that you can't find anywhere online of Comet Ping Pong's Instagram – where they have a, a baby, for example, who has a ping pong ball jammed in his mouth. His cheeks are puffed up. And like it's hard to fit a ping pong ball that size into a baby's mouth. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, little Timmy, I forget what his name was in the comment section, little Timmy showing off his talents. And mm-hmm. it's like very suggestive. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you insinuating with that? Like, when it comes to James Elephantis Instagram, what are you insinuating yeah. when you have a child taped down to a table by her wrists mm-hmm. on your Instagram? When you have a child chewing on stacks of euros uh, on camera on your Instagram? When you have a child in the trunk of a car saying, moving the baby? Mm. On your Instagram, what are you advertising and insinuating? And none of these posts are incriminating in and of themselves, but there are it's like almost subliminal messaging. Mm-hmm. And for someone who would hypothetically be in a situation of being a sex trafficker or operating in some kind of way, you want to subtly advertise yourself, right? Right, and that's why people think that his name was uh, James Elefantis because Jem Lenfant is I love babies, I love children. That's a way to let people know maybe a service you're offering mm. or a service you're looking for. Um, but so people were coming across all this information. They had this Instagram post he posted of this big cement-like room uh, covered in it was either cement or like a, a type of metal mm-hmm. and. It was it was fairly big, probably the size of this basement, and um, some of the comments from his friends on Instagram were hashtag kill room. Just make sure to rinse it off when you're done. And he commented hashtag murder. Mm. And so people are thinking, is this is he kind of you know hiding in plain sight? Right. You know what he's doing or what services he offers? Because what often happens is they will purchase children, use them, and dispose of them, and bury them. And people on his Instagram, friends who he's following, friends that are commenting on his Instagram, they're making child-sized coffins mm-hmm. and posting them with Kill Room on the actual photo. And people are like, this is creepy. This is weird. What's going on here? And Fox News actually posted that photo on – when they had James Elefantis in studio, the Kill Room photo. And they conveniently left out all of the comments – about hashtag murder, hashtag kill room, just rinse it off when you're done. And they asked him just about the photo. They isolated the photo. He's like, well, that was a refrigerator from a restaurant we were planning on renting out, but it didn't end up happening. Um, and so 
but then they're not okay well why would you comment those things then right these things are very very strange so basically a series of wikileaks emails revealed that people such as barack obama tony podesta john podesta are using have used code words 100 percent. that that's un, that's un, indisputable mm-hmm. what their code words for can be debated um but code words such as pizza and hot dogs and cheese in places and sentences that ha- it, it doesn't fit just mm-hmm. grammatically it's a complete it's completely irrelevant to the topic so for example one of the emails to john podesta was you you left the handkerchief here the realtor found a handkerchief on the island in the kitchen i think it has a pizza related map Hmm. would you want this back or uh you know should we just like dispose of it so he has a pizza related map relating to a handkerchief that doesn't even make sense yeah so people were putting these things together and thought that they were using code words for child sex trafficking and and discovered through wikileaks emails that james elephantis and the podestas had a very very close relationship james elephantis was always invited over to the tony podesta's house as a guest chef when they would hold fundraisers for Hillary Clinton back in 2016, he would be their cooking chef. Um, he would show up and he would give speeches as well. And there's pictures of him and Tony hanging out together. And as we said, Tony has all kinds of crazy, sick, twisted, sadistic art coming from artists that have painted pictures that are very clearly indicating um, ritual child abuse. Children hanging from the ceiling with straps under their arms, big straps hanging up to the ceiling. They're hanging there. They look abused and scared. This is the kind of stuff that he has up in his apart, uh, his loft or his mansion, wherever he's living. I don't know what the layout of the house is, but we have pictures mm. that are documentable proving this. And so what, when things really started getting interesting – so there's a lot of evidence that – none of it's hard evidence. None of it we can say, well, there you go. You're a pedophile now. Right. You're operating something. But there's a lot of things like, OK, why do you have drag queens performing to children – why are you sexualizing children? And that's getting big just in our culture now. Yeah. Like it's, it's sick stuff. Yeah, but even back then, you know, in yeah. 2016, it wasn't as big as it right. is now for four and a half years later. Right. But they're having drag queen, in particular, a band named Heavy Breathing. And the drag queen frontman is up on stage making jokes about pedophilia, jokes about abortion, and children are present. It's an all-ages event. There's artwork on com- in Comet Ping Pong. That was extremely disturbing. It was like it looked like some kind of orgy almost, and there mm. was people were passing around the heads of other people mm-hmm. and children just playing ping pong by this artwork, loving it, whatever. And so, a lot of things people were pointing to. It's like it's not incriminating though. Mm-hmm. It's weird. There's a lot of weirdness and deranged sexual innuendos going around Comet Ping Pong and James Elephantis and Tony Podesta, and they're all very close and they're all hanging out and spending time together. And there's fundraisers being held. For the Clintons at Comet Ping Pong, we can document that from WikiLeaks that John Podesta would come in and speak at Comet Ping Pong, this grungy dive pizza place, Mm -hmm. which has Baphomet um, symbology in its logo, drag queen employees. Why why did they have anything to do with him? Why did they have absolutely anything to do with him? How did he get voted one of GQ's most 50 most important? influential and powerful men in all of washington a little pizza parlor owner yeah well it actually turns out he has um, blood ties to um i believe it's evelyn rothschild Mm. so he comes from a rothschild bloodline um he's a democratic donor another thing of course yeah Mm. but he had he seems to have a lot of money Mm. and a lot of influence and a lot of power with these kinds of people 
And so that made people think, well, maybe is he supplying a certain service to them? Why are they so keen on James Alephantis? Now, what, where it started to get interesting, and this is really when everything got shut down um, in the investigation. Mm-hmm. And I, I, when I was investigating, I was tracking the whole thing. Every once in a while, I'll hop on a conspiracy theory and track with it. And this yeah. one, this is when it started getting scary. You know what? Yeah. And, and because uh, social media likes to shut us down, we're going to uh, – I know this is a huge tease, but we're going to call it good for for the free version here. We're going to switch over to the paid version because we, we at Daily Renegade, we have gotten so many videos deleted when we just try to give you guys the truth. It's not your fault. It's YouTube's fault, so complain to them. Uh, but because of that, we're going to continue this section um, at dailyrenegade.com. If you are a member, you can access the rest of this PEC report as well as the rest of all of our shows. We have about 15 different unique shows right now at uh, dailyrenegade.com. Go become a member today, and you also get all sorts of perks with the membership. It's not just the uh, videos. There's a lot more. Um, But it's only $10 a month or $100 a year. I suggest getting the $100 a year because then you get two months for free. Just have to pay for it once, and then you don't have to think about it again until uh, Trump is reelected. So that's nice. Um, So go go become a member at dailyrenegade.com for the rest of this because this gets into some areas that you absolutely do need to know about. But unfortunately, just with the way the culture is, just with the way the climate is from our, uh, you know, social media overlords, we, we can't we can't we, it'll just get taken down and suppressed and like everything is, else. Does. I, I do want to say, yeah. too, if you are a, a member, like go watch what we're going to talk about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because this is the kind of information that I don't feel comfortable talking about on social media. Yep. Um, what the next part I'm about to share, mm-hmm. what I considered the smoking gun mm-hmm. of the entire investigation that got shut down immediately by James Alephantis himself. We can document that. Mm-hmm. Certain research was coming out and it was it was incriminating. And his response to it was also incriminating. Wow. And um immediately he shut it down. The investigators themselves stepped out of the investigation because it scared the life out of them. Mm-hmm. And I stepped out of it as well too because it scared the the life out of me. Yeah. I was like, this is this is too real. I can't continue on in this investigation. So um yeah, if you are a PEC member, yeah, I would definitely say watch the second half of this yeah. interview. Yeah, definitely. So if you're watching, if you are a paid member and you're watching this right now on the website, just keep watching. We're gonna we're we're, we're gonna get to it here. If you're if you're viewing for free on any of our social media outlets, go to dailyrenegade.com, get a membership. Also, while you're there, uh, we have several different uh, products available that you can check out on the top, the very top of the website. Um, I can I can mention CBD and kratom. There's something else I can't mention because YouTube deleted 30 of our videos just because I mentioned it. But you can see it there, and, and you'll laugh when you see what it is. It's something that's so harmless. It's like, what? But <laughs> but listen, with everything that's going on right now, especially with government bans and everybody having to stay at home, the government is going to do everything they can to grab as much power as they can. So if you're like me and you rely on uh, things like Kratom and CBD to get through the day, stock up now, because I just read a report today that said, uh, and by the time you're watching this, it's much later, but I, ju- I just read a report saying the FDA has now reopened uh, their 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 their, their I don't know exactly what it's called, but they're they're wanting to they're wanting to shut down kratom. Basically, they're wanting to ban kratom completely. The DEA tried to do this a few years ago; uh, it didn't work. But I said back then, and I'm saying it now, they're going to continue to try until it does get banned. Uh, but even if it's not banned, it's going to be harder and harder to get because of just the economy crashing, and there's not a lot of imports and exports going on right now. So, uh, Coastline Kratom and Tropic Health uh, and CBD Pure CBD Pets—that's where you can get all that at. 
dailyrenegade.com. Stock up today because it might be it might be your last chance to be able to do so. All right. All that being said, for everybody watching for free, thank you so much. And uh, members, hang on the line. Everybody else, till next time. Take care and God bless. Okay, members only. So let's uh, let's just jump into this and not not tease the audience anymore. Okay. Um, so yeah, what 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 exactly did you find? What was the smoking gun? Yeah, um, the thing that, in my opinion, warranted much more investigation was the fact that James Alafontes, Jem Lenfant, uh, he purchased. So basically, he has a, a corporation mm-hmm. called Castellum Achilles. And the articles of incorporation are available online showing that he's the CEO of Castellum Achilles. And Castellum Achilles purchased the building. We can see the the change of ownership go into that company name. I believe it's – I want to say 3515 Southwest um, Washington, D.C., the address you'll be able to find if you want to search it mm-hmm. based on information I'm, I'm about to share. People can find the, the direct access, uh, address if that's not it. He purchased this building, mm-hmm. and there's also building permits, a video of someone going up to it and seeing a building permit that was issued to that building, saying building address and the building ownership, that it was issued to the ownership to that building, Castellum Achilles. So James Elefantis owns this building that is hidden in an alley, and it's called Pegasus. It was, it was called Pegasus Museum. Mm-hmm. It was a private museum. That was not advertised to the public, was not granted access. Uh, the public had no access granted mm-hmm. to this museum. It was hidden from the from all street view. The only way you could access it was going through an alley. So basically, you had two streets. Um, one was going, I don't know, let's say north, and one was going south. Uh-huh. And then the houses were lined up here. And then people, there was like a driveway. You could go in between the two sets of houses and park at the back if you wanted, mm-hmm. right? And along there, there's one building alongside that driveway type alley, and it's this big white building behind the set of houses, and it looks it's massive. First of all, it's definitely I don't know twenty five hundred to four thousand, maybe forty five hundred square feet, and so we know that this belongs to James Elefantis. Okay, why does he own a private museum? He was posting pictures on social media. One of the roof pattern. Mm-hmm. which matched the roof pattern of Pegasus and another, which clearly showed there was two that he posted from inside Pegasus museum. And one of them was people in there digging a hole into the ground. The hole was about this big around mm-hmm. and um, they're do- doing some kind of like underground tunnel system. And another photo, which we can very clearly document was from the inside, the interior matched exactly the exterior mm-hmm. in terms of the wall design and the curvature and how the light was coming in through the door. It's the exact same as the exterior of Pegasus where they were drilling underground tunnel systems. Hmm. So James Alafontes, it's very clear. We have the photos, um, ditches and tunnel systems. There was, uh, it was coming. It looked like it was coming from the room where the hole was mm-hmm. and it was coming out and then it split, it split up into two different pathways. Right. And so investigators saw this and they were like, is this where the hashtag kill room is? Right. Why is, first of all, how a question would be like, well, how does he even afford something like that? Yeah. Why would you spend all that money into buying and renovating something that is only for, for private entry? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we know that, Tony Podesta, John Podesta have very perverted taste in art. So yeah. does Comet Ping Pong. So does James Elefantis. We can document all that um, with photographs from their Instagram, from inside their homes. And so the question is, what kind of artwork would he be having in there that needs to be 
secured from public view Mm -hmm. and why the tunnel systems? Yeah. This seems to be if he were to be operating out of uh, operating a sex trafficking ring, maybe it's not common ping pong. Maybe that's where he just meets with clients. Maybe it's actually happening. He invites them back to Pegasus Museum. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what goes on there, but people were starting to suspect this is you know, a very important piece of information. So basically, an investigator, I'm not going to say his name, um, but you can look this up on YouTube still. Some of his videos have been like re-uploaded by other people. The original video he made, he made a video like evidencing this belongs to James Elephantis. We can prove it. He's doing construction there. He's d- digging underground tunnel systems there. Mm-hmm. Um, what's going on? What's the purpose of this? Um, he ended up contacting the investigator personally. He ended up having a phone call with him threatening his life, his girlfriend's life, and his mother's life. That we can't document. That wasn't recorded. What we can document is James Elephantis reaching out to him personally over Facebook. There's videos where he's proving that it's James Elephantis' account showing up in the, the, the bottom bar of Facebook, you know, when you have chats open. Yeah. And he's clicking his name. The chat comes up. He clicks on his name in, in the, the chat bar, and it takes him to his main Facebook profile, which is still his Facebook profile today. So proving that this couldn't have just been some dummy account that no, somebody made. No, it's not made. a dummy account. Right. And James Elephantist <laughs> messaged him on Facebook to have a conversation with him about the Pegasus video that he released. And he was trying to get the investigator to give him his phone number. So they exchanged phone numbers and James and him had a text conversation, which is documented and there's screenshots to prove it, Mm -hmm. showing that James initiated the conversation by saying, okay, man, you win. Mm. That's literally what he said. Okay, man, you win. And he's like, I want you to, he's like, I want you to remove the video. He's like, you keep all your kill kill room stuff. Just remove the Pegasus stuff. Hmm. No waves. He's like, tell them that YouTube banned the video and took it down. Wow. And so, and then he would, he would say, uh, you know, why, you know, why do I have to delete it and stuff? He's like, everything they say about me is true, except I don't like little boys. <laughs> and then and imagine how bad the museum must be. If keep the kill room stuff, like that's not going to hurt me as much as this museum will imagine how, how well, much because you can talk about a kill room all day and there's really nowhere that you can land. Yeah. And that discussion. Yeah. Um, but the Pegasus Museum was his Achilles heel, you know, pun, mm-hmm. pun intended. That's the name of the corporation that owns it. Right. That's where he tripped out and flipped out was, okay, they identified the Pegasus Museum I own, the private art museum. And he actually admitted that all the stuff was true. Oh, yeah. He admitted, wow. he admitted it was true. He said, everything they say about me is true, but I don't mm-hmm. like little boys. Okay. <laughs> so that would include, I don't like little boys personally, but he doesn't say I don't like little girls. Yeah. He didn't say I'm not operating any child sex trafficking ring. I'm not a pedophile. First of all, he's a homosexual. Mm-hmm. He's like a homosexual who used to date uh, – date. It sounds so weird. Yeah. <laughs> he used to date a man who's very uh, a very powerful Democrat. I forget his name. Um, a very high man mm-hmm. of political power mm-hmm. who was a homosexual Democrat. Mm-hmm. And that can be documented as well. People can check that out. But – so the conversation ended with James Elephantis saying – sending a picture of the investigator and his girlfriend together mm-hmm. and saying, you know, cute girlfriend. And that's his way of like threatening him. Yeah. And he told him he's in trouble. He sent him his full name including his middle name as a way to try and threaten him. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he said take it down. And the investigator was like, OK, I'll take it down. This is all too real for me. Mm-hmm. And um, – 
James Elephantis was people can read the discussion. You can find this. You can find it. You got to know where to look. If you YouTube it, you might be able to find some of the original videos as well as the investigator talking about the conversations he had. Now, he did delete the video. The investigator deleted the video, and I believe that he wanted to communicate and document their conversation for protection. Mm -hmm. So if anything did happen to him, his girlfriend or his mother, he could, he could say, I uploaded these videos. Everyone has these videos downloaded. We all know it was him. And that would blow up. Yeah. If, if, it was, if it came out that this investigator died or his girlfriend died, that video would get to the truth or community, would mm -hmm. circulate that over and over and over and over. It would have gotten out. So basically, that was his way of protecting himself. Yeah. But he backed away from the discussion. He, he, he retired it because of that. And um, that is around the same time when accounts would start to get suspended on social media. If you started talking about Pizzagate a lot, certain posts would get uh, banned and removed for being quote unquote fake news. You have Hillary Clinton and every news media calling it fake news over and over and over. Mm -hmm. Okay, what do we do with the death threats? Right. What do we do with the underground tunnel system? What do, you, what do we do with the pedophile artwork mm -hmm. hanging up in the Podesta's house? What do we do with the code words for pizza and hot dogs, which seem to be indicating something very creepy yeah. in the WikiLeaks emails? For example, there's a WikiLeaks email saying that um, it, it, someone said, I believe Obama ordered $65,000 worth of pizza and hot dogs to the White House for a private party. <laughs> and then someone else said, if we have the waitresses we had last time, I'm down for it. <laughs> so what are they talking about? And he put waitresses in quotation marks. Jeez. And it was a private party. So if you have $65,000 worth of pizza and hot dogs, let's say it's half and half, mm -hmm. right? You split that in half, $32,500, $32, sorry. For pizza, thirty thousand five hundred for hot dogs. If it's, mm. if it's ten bucks a pizza and four fifty a hot dog, you're looking at three thousand two hundred and fifty pizzas <laughs> and seven thousand two hundred twenty two hot dogs that he's Jeez. apparently flying in two hours from Chicago. He said, "Wow, so you're you're feeding more than ten thousand people at that point? Oh, you're feeding at least thirty thirty five thousand yeah. people. Wow, yeah. And <laughs> and so people are like, what What are they actually talking about? Yeah. And the waitresses. Now it could be it could be overaged, you know, uh, consenting male prostitutes, mm. homosexual prostitutes, maybe female prostitutes, doesn't necessarily mean it's pedophilia, mm -hmm. but the code words are insinuating something and the waitresses in, in quotation marks. So basically, these things were not addressed. Mm -hmm. You know, James Alafontes, how come you said there's no basement there? Why did Fox News, BBC, Rolling Stone, uh, the Washington Post, why were they also quick to say there's no basement? Um, Washington Post, that might have said it, but... The other ones definitely did, yeah. including John Podesta mm -hmm. himself. There's no basement there. And James Elefantis. But in 2015, you said there is a basement there and that your tomatoes are stored in your basement. Right. Um, there's so many unanswered questions surrounding this. Mm -hmm. um, you know, why were the posts all deleted off social media of, of the babies that were clear? Why did you have a post a picture of a man holding a baby? And the, the, the caption was hash, hashtag chicken lover, which is a known pedophile code word. For mm. a man who likes underage underage males, Jeez. that's what a chicken lover is, or a, or a chicken hawk, and you can look up those terms. Those are well known slang terms for pedophiles, and that was on his social media too. Just a man holding a baby, uh, hashtag chicken lover. So if people want to say this is fake news, I want to say, okay, well, can you answer these ten, fifteen outstanding questions that were never addressed? Mm -hmm. So people will say, well, it was debunked. It was debunked a long time ago. No, it wasn't. It was dismissed. Yeah. It was dismissed a long time ago. And there's yeah. a big difference between dismissing something and debunking something. So there's a lot of outstanding questions surrounding Pizzagate. And my purpose and intent in researching this and diving deep into it a few days ago and diving deep into it was to, in 2016 was to see, okay, 
if we take away the sensationalism, the disinformation, the conclusions that can't really be established that, you know, that are often times established prematurely. Mm -hmm. If we take away the assumptions that are being made and try and bring in different culprits that aren't directly tied mm -hmm. to any piece of evidence, it's going to look silly. It's going to look silly to the outside world. Right. Because you start building a case and then all of a sudden you say something just completely out of left field. Like if you start accusing James Elephantis of, of uh, spirit cooking, right? For, there's no evidence for that. Mm -hmm. So he might be able to track with you when you're pressing him about things that are actually real. You might be able to get him and catch him tweaking out if you hit something in his conscience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because people have approached him. And there's recorded conversations and asking him about posts on social media. But the minute you start accusing him of things that are blatantly false – he shuts down off oh, and he just walks away and it looks like these are just a bunch of crazy conspiracy nuts. Yeah. So if you stick to what you can establish and prove, there's enough there for us to begin to ask questions. And in my opinion, um, there's nothing here that would be able to incriminate someone in the court of law. Mm -hmm. But I but that's largely because it got shut down. Yeah. And it got deleted. And investigators would try to go to Pegasus Museum and there's security cameras to the hilt. There's three locks per door. Um, apparently, one investigator went to it and says that you know he has like the FBI and the CIA guarding it for him. Mm. So, um, so they're probably not going to be investigating it. <laughs> no, they're not going to be investigating it. And the investigator went to the Washington D.C. police. He said he filed a, a police report. They probably would have just dismissed it as uh, he was just freaking out. He really didn't mean it, and you got just keep it down. You know, stay out of each other's way and whatever. They dismissed it as being crazy and insane. The D.C. police, mm. right? And it's like. It makes you feel like you don't live in a safe world Yeah. when you can have such strong reason for suspicion, maybe not proof, mm -hmm. but reason for suspicion. And not only are authorities not following up on it, mm -hmm. but you as an independent, independent investigator are not allowed to. Yeah. You're not allowed to. Yeah. You're going to get banned from social media. You're gonna get your videos taken down mm -hmm. um, and nobody's going to listen to you. So uh, what I wanted to do was provide a, a solid case going through the evidence. Bang, 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 bang. You can see it all yourself. The picture documentation, the bands they have playing at Comet Ping Pong, mm -hmm. the post Comet Ping Pong and James Elephantis have made on social media that they deleted three years ago, including some photos you cannot find anywhere online that I have on my original phone, screenshots from their Instagram account before, like a picture of a pizza with like a little tiny dill pickle, like right in the middle of it. Mm. And they zoom in on the pickle as if they're trying to insinuate something. Yeah. Very creepy, strange stuff. And okay, what reason do we have to suspect something is going on here? There's very strong reason to suspect that. Yeah. Normal people don't have that, uh, you know, that, that conglomeration of things against them. No, normal people don't have naked 10 year old girls mm. hanging up in their apartment. Yeah. And we can document that as well. It's documented 2004 Washington Post article talking about Tony Podesta's art collection and what, what people saw when they went in there. Mm -hmm. It was described as a little girl knitting her hair. If you look up that artist who was described there in the photo of the little girl knitting her hair, it's a 10-year-old girl who has her shirt taken off and she's wearing what appears to be like a half diaper of some kind. And she's like knitting her hair off to the side like this. And there's like a fake breast that's like photoshopped onto her. She's flat chested on half a fake breast on the other one. And this is the kind of stuff he has up. Um, naked teenagers, naked underage girls, naked men, um, decapitated bodies, artwork of de decapitated bodies, females with no heads, bodies in blood. This is in Tony Podesta's house. Wow. And nobody wanted to talk about that. Mainstream media is not going to talk about that. Why are you so close with Tony Podesta, James? Why is, why is he coming to speak at Comet Ping Pong all the time? Mm -hmm. And why are you going there all the time? Why is your relationship so close? 
why does your friend have pedophile artwork mm -hmm. all over up in his like, it's like nobody's answering these questions right and for people to have the gall to call this fake news yeah and shut it down when there's so many unanswered questions um you know i, I think it deserves a very close look again especially in light of the the epstein scandal and the you know, Epstein didn't kill himself memes. Right. It's, it's kind of re, re uh, invigorated this conversation. Yeah. And people are, you know, hashtagging Pedogate and Pizzagate all over again. Mm -hmm. um, and 2006, it hasn't been answered. It hasn't been addressed. Pegasus Museum has been removed from Google. Mm. Immediately, it got turned to permanently closed as soon as people started um, investigating it. Mm hmm one of the Google reviews someone left is like the locals have no knowledge of there ever being a museum here. Jeez. So like the neighborhood, people in his neighborhood have no idea. There's also a playground like 50 feet, 25 feet down from the house. It's literally right beside the, beside the Pegasus Museum. It got closed down immediately. You can still find Pegasus. If you search Pegasus, um, Washington, D.C., you can find where the building is. It's mm. not listed as Pegasus Museum or as any kind of um, – um, like official business, but I think Google has it in its system, so it has to keep it up there. So people can find that location. You can look at it from Google Maps, and we can document it's owned by James Alifantis. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it got shut down immediately. So I'd like to know what's going on there. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I, I think I think many people do too. And you, you know, you, you touched on something that I think is really important. Is is and what you said was absolutely true. We don't live in a safe world, you know. And and, and it's important to know the truth, even though the truth sometimes is ugly and scary. But we do need to be aware of how unsafe our world is, not for the purposes of fear mongering, but just for the purposes of being informed, so we know how best to protect ourselves. But even in all this, there is still hope. So how how do we when we hear all this stuff and and learn uh, and I'm sure more of this dark stuff is just going to come more and more to light with right. the more people that are, are looking into it. Where do we find the hope in such a dark world? I would say uh, my hope comes from my worldview. Mm -hmm. right? My hope comes from, our hope needs to come from what the Bible says, mm -hmm. plain and simple. So I just moved my seat down. <laughs> You're okay. I didn't know what that button <laughs> did. Um, <laughs> so, so my hope comes from knowing that that Jesus will one day repay each man according to his deeds yes. whether good or evil that the wicked will be banished to eternal destruction mm -hmm. and the righteous to eternal life yeah right knowing that revelation 19 that jesus is going to come back with a sword out of his mouth which it says and a rod of iron by which he will smite the nations mm -hmm. treading the winepress of the wrath of god the almighty right vengeance is mine saith the lord absolutely that's our hope so basically as, as, as Paul says, no creatures hidden for his, from his sight. Mm -hmm. We all must give an account for him. It's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of the living God. Mm -hmm. So I can rest knowing that nobody's getting away with anything. Like, can you imagine that if, yeah. if people were going to live and die and get away mm -hmm. with pedophilia, with sex trafficking? It would drive me nuts. Yeah. But knowing that, and that's that's what a lot of them think because a lot of these people they're not Christians, you know. Right. People doing this, many of them are atheists or right. or possibly Satanists. You know that that's a big deal too. But a lot of them think that when they do die, that they're they've escaped and they don't have to face judgment for this stuff. Right, exactly. And it, it gives you this existential anxiety, yeah, um, especially for the lives of the victims, right? And so knowing that they're going to be eternally separated from the Lord, mm -hmm. um, eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord, the glory of his might, they're going to be, you know, judged and sent to the lake of fire, the second death. So <laughs> nobody, everything is even in the end. Yeah. Right. 
every single drop of innocent blood will be avenged by the Lord, mm. 100%. So I can sleep like a baby knowing they're all going to pay. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. The second thing is all the victims, when they die, um, especially the ones who are being killed, right? Yeah. They um, actually do get to escape. They do get to escape. Into, and, into paradise, yeah. Into the presence of the Lord, mm-hmm. right? They're innocent. They're not – most of them aren't past the age of moral culpability. Mm-hmm. And even then, they have no – they're basically drugged victims their entire life. Right. And to be away from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. Absolutely. Right. So I know that the people who are perpetuating this, they're going to be judged in hell eternally. I believe in eternal conscious torment. I see that mm-hmm. in scripture. Some yep. people believe in I know different versions of judgment, but they're not going to get away with anything. Right. And I think that their torment would be, would be so bad, we wouldn't even wish it upon them if we knew it was going to happen. Yeah. We would be like, no, God. Mm-hmm. No. Right. Jesus says it's better for a man to tie a millstone to his neck and to be thrown into the depths of the sea than to harm one of these little ones of mine. Mm -hmm. The worst sin you can do in Scripture, if you see, if you read in the New Testament in particular, there's always an emphasis on sexual immorality. Yeah. Right? The Bible talks about especially those that despise authority and um, indulge in perversion of the flesh. Mm -hmm. You read about uh, there are certain prohibitions given, I think 1 Corinthians 5, where Paul finds out that in Corinth, a man was having sex with his father's um, new wife. Yeah. So basically his Mm mother-in-law. And he's like, you need to expel that person from your midst. Don't even eat with such a person. Right. Sexual perversion over and over again. Sodom and Gomorrah is used over 50 times in scripture Mm -hmm. as the standard of evil, the standard of wickedness. Right? Yeah. When Jesus is looking over Tyre and Sidon, he's like, woe unto you. For if the same signs that were performed here were performed in Sodom and Gomorrah, they would have repented in sackcloth and ashes. And mm-hmm. I tell you, they were, will fare better in the judgment than you. Sodom and Gomorrah is the standard of evil, mm-hmm. right? Read Jude, where it talks about those who, um, uh, I think it's unnatural desire. Yeah. So basically, sexual immorality is like the worst thing. And we also know that harming children. Mm-hmm is up there as well as being the most severe sins in the eyes of God. You pair them together, I don't think there's a worse sin. Yeah. Sexual abuse of a child, there's not a worse sin. Well, it makes sense why why Satan is so interested in it then and why it's growing exponentially. I mean, even in our our, our culture, we mentioned before, but dra- uh, drag drag queen story hour and drag kids and all, all the sexualization right. of children now. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely insane. Uh, well, we, we, we do have more to talk about. We, we're going to have Steve back on, um, I'm sure. Uh, and... Where can people find uh, you online? Because you, at least not yet, you have not yet been banned from YouTube. So where can people find you online? Where's your uh, uh, website? All of that stuff. I I haven't been banned from YouTube because I talk about this stuff on other people's channels. Yeah, (laughs) you get other people banned. (laughs) You guys get all the the hate mail and the... The community guideline strikes. Yeah, exactly. And I just talk about the new age and keep it clean. Um, seriously, though. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, YouTube.com slash Stephen Bancars is my YouTube channel. And ReasonsForJesus.com is an apologetics website I run. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you know this discussion, this topic, and you having me on and you having me want to be a part of you know your film project. I actually had a dream, say, two weeks ago mm-hmm. that I was kidnapped. By a police officer, was pulled over, kidnapped, tased, sold into sex trafficking. A one that he ran, it was at his house, and there was other people bound there. 
and it was a very vivid dream. And I was like, I got to escape. Mm -hmm. He's about to, he's about to rape us, right? He leaves the room. I found a way to escape. I'm running through the neighborhood looking for somebody to, to tell, but they're all in on it. Mm. They were all, they were all homosexuals, first of all. Mm -hmm. um, but they were, they were all aware of what was going on and they were all part of that circuit. Oh, wow. And so I couldn't go to anyone. Nobody was safe. And a lot of people feel like that who are victims here. They can't go to the police. They can't go to authority figures in their life because they know how far this reaches, yeah. how many people are involved. And so there's really nowhere they can go. And I went to somewhere. There was one house at the very end of the neighborhood who yeah, um, he was a Christian and people kind of like feared him and revered him in the community. Mm -hmm. And he was hiding me. And as soon as I – he knew the whole time that they knew where I was there. Yeah. And as soon as I found out that they knew I was there, I realized I had, I had to be on the move again. And mm -hmm. I went out to his backyard through into like a back forest. And that's when I woke up. Wow. And I was like, there's people who live like that. Mm -hmm. There's hundreds of thousands of people around the world who live like that every single day. And so, you know, anything we can do to not just raise awareness, mm -hmm. but help put pressure on yes. main culprits, you know, put yeah. pressure on social media to allow these discussions to happen. Put pressure on the fake news stigma mm -hmm. and have people sharing this stuff and talking about it. That's important because it draws attention mm -hmm. to uh, to the right places and forces people to – it inconveniences the perpetrators at the very, very least. Yeah, definitely. You know? And with all the fake outrage that's going on in our culture, I mean people want to complain about these things that don't even really matter. I, I think people really need to see some real outrage with this kind of – you know, with, with this above all else, with this issue um, because that, that's the only thing, unfortunately, that gets anything done. I mean reason and logic doesn't tend to work in our culture, in our current culture. I wish it did, but it didn't. Uh, and I, I think for some reason we found ourselves – in in a place in America where, you know, emotion and outbursts and that kind of stuff tends to get more traction. But if you put the two together, you know, you get raw emotion with logic and evidence and all that. I, I think we could be an unstoppable force if enough of us uh, get together and do that. So, well, thank you for coming back on. This has uh, been a pleasure and we'll, we'll have to do some more. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you for being members. Greatly appreciated. It is only because of you that we, were, we are able to continue doing what we do. If you share this video, please share it from dailyrenegade.com. Uh, we love all of our other social media sites that have allowed us to continue uh, posting, but we're really trying to drive as much traffic to the website as possible because, again, that is the only thing that we actually have full control control over uh, is dailyrenegade.com, so send people there. Thank you so much, and until next time, take care and God bless.